first in our Bill of Rights is the freedom to hear uncensored ideas and opinions, to think your own thoughts, and to say what's on your mind. We couldn't have liberty without it. Now, more than ever, it's good to spout off, to listen, debate, and participate. Here's your host of Spouting Off, commentator, columnist, and all-around rabble-rouser, Karen Cataline. Happy Friday, everyone, to the Friday edition of Spouting Off here on BBS Radio. If you don't know, we do Spouting Off Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 12 Central, 11 Mountain, and 10 Pacific. Gosh, it's amazing that I rattled all that off because sometimes I don't know what time it is. And, And just as an aside, I've been totally immersing myself in the story of a rock group called Chicago with the famous song, Does Anybody Really Know What Time It Is? So I've been learning all about the rocker who had a terrible gun accident, uh, Terry Kath. What a phenomenal guitar player he was. And since I always do things awfully late, uh, it takes me, what, how many decades? <laughs> I mean, I knew about it peripherally, but I've always loved the Chicago 17 album. And sure enough, I've been, when I'm interested, I, I immerse myself in everything. So Terry Kath died much too young uh, because he didn't have enough gun training. I don't think that he was suicidal. His family doesn't think so. But uh, he 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 thought a gun was not loaded. And there was still one in the chamber, and that's how he um, unfortunately left us much too soon. So uh, thank goodness, totally as another aside, that NRA and other places do gun training, not so you can be terrified of guns and not know how to use them, but so you can have extra respect and training around them. Uh, Terry was a little high at the time, so... That doesn't mix too well with guns either. But boy, was he a talented man. So do you know what time it is? It's time for spouting off. And uh, it's time, apparently, according to our betters, who think that they are not accountable for anything that they dictate to us, no matter how many lies they've been caught in. Uh, Anthony fascist Fauci, the one that made the Faucian bargain with whom I'm not sure, is all of a sudden out of nowhere warning us there's another variant on the horizon, which means there's going to be yet another attempt to shut our lives down, to dictate to us how we should make personal decisions. Uh, They have, you know, the old phrase, cui bono. The Italian question as to who killed so-and-so, whomever that might be, cui bono, who benefits? Well, who benefits from all this dictatorship and health care tyranny that's going on that never was uh, pretty much before these times when using a virus, again, 99.86% non-lethal, more dangerous to people who already have health problems, virtually completely not dangerous to children. 
And yet we make them put rags on their faces and look how long it's taken. Well, over two years before parents are saying, you will not put a rag on my child's face. Uh, um, It doesn't matter what evidence comes out. The dictators, the tyrants hold fast to their narrative and they just basically expect us to believe that the emperor has no clothes. I mean, excuse me. They expect us to believe that the emperor is is fine is dressed in fine clothing when he's standing there naked as long as you pretend they don't care well because it's cash friday and because it is extra special good to come up with good news for a change and it's sometimes not easy i'm going to call your attention to somebody that um i have extolled the virtues of never thought I'd be a fan of an archbishop of the Catholic Church. But sure enough, I have read his stuff to you before. His name is Carlo Maria Viganio. And he stood up against the deep state, against the so-called reset. He knows the... uh, uh, moving around of chess pieces, he knows just how pervasive this uh, evil that we are facing in which a very small few want to dictate and control the lives of others, including, which is hard to imagine, who lives and who dies. That's always what dictators eventually get to who lives and who dies. And before I tell you all about Carlo Maria Vigano, and yes, trust me, and I never say that. Don't even say that. Believe and and trust your instincts and take in information wherever you see fit. Uh, This is going to be relevant to Carlo Maria Vigano. How do you make the previously reliable anti-war crowd scream for war. How do you make them ignore their previous hatred for pro-war Republicans and join along with them and the likes of the insane, now we know just how insane Lindsey Graham is and others, Mitt Romney. They have completely unmasked themselves as deep staters. Lindsey Graham calling for the assassination of the president of Russia. You think that's a little irresponsible? I don't know. I'm thinking that it is. And yet he's on the bandwagon. He always has been on the war bandwagon. How do you get people to ignore their own good common sense and believe whatever their betters tell them to believe? Well, as Reagan's used to say, Ronald Reagan, well, (laughs) the same way those same people got so many people to wear rags on their faces when they were told it would only be 10 days, 10 days to flatten the curve. The same way they got people to take a shot they promised was safe and effective and which turned out to be neither safe nor effective. The same way they got away with demonizing certain cheaper and less invasive drugs for that 99.86% non-lethal virus while forcing deadly drugs to sick people that continued to shut down their kidneys and kill them. 
just as an aside. At what point do you conclude that these people want less peace and prosperity and more death and destruction? I kind of think we're there because COVID hysteria is on its way again for around 12, 13, or 14. The next variant is just the next variant on the way to communism. How do you know? Uh, how do you know when it's propaganda, by the way? I just posted this on my what shouldn't be existing at all Facebook page and other places. How do you know when it's propaganda? When you're not allowed to disagree. That's how you know. So those were a lot of questions. How do you make a previously reliable anti-war crowd scream for war? Well, you use propaganda. You use the propaganda that says we know and you don't and you're not allowed to disagree or you're in the out crowd. We're, we're going to call you a terrorist if you dare to disagree with us. That's how you know it's propaganda. Well, Carlo Maria Vigano, the archbishop of the Catholic Church, I don't know if he still is, I think he's retired or no longer part, previously served Secretary of General uh, of Vatican City. I'm telling you, the man is gutsy and courageous. Shouldn't have to be gutsy and courageous for a priest to stand up against corruption, but he's doing it anyway, and he's taking chances. And that's what we must all do is speak our mind or, as I like to say, spout off. So um, here in perhaps, and I'm reading this from a Substack article, here in perhaps a grossly oversimplified way is what the uh, Archbishop Carl Maria Vigano said. He's my new fave along with Terry Kath, who's no longer with us because he made a really dumb mistake. And there you go. It happens. But wow. Uh, Alec Baldwin, are you listening? Here, um, the entire conflict, this is Carl Maria Vigano, is a trap designed by the global deep state to purposefully provoke a war. Now, is that believable to you? It is to me because they were telegraphing this war for weeks before it happened. Next bullet point. The West knows expanding NATO upsets Russia, but is doing it anyway, despite previously saying it would not. NATO and various other countries are illegally pouring ammunitions into Ukraine, thereby violating international law. This is making Ukraine a tinderbox ready to explode. Do you kind of think that they want this war? They don't want peace and prosperity. They want war, death, and destruction. Is that okay to say? You better believe it's okay to say. And it's okay to think what you want as well. NATO and various other countries are illegally, uh, I said that, there are many economic factors at play in Ukraine, gas pipelines, bio labs, which they said was not true, but I suspect that it is, can't prove it, technologies, etc., that make it attractive to outside parties. Here is another thing that President Zelensky, uh, that Carl Maria Vigano said, sorry, lots of names, getting them wrong. It's Friday. What can I tell you? President Zelensky is a corrupt individual acting as a puppet of Klaus Schwab and the Great Reset. He is selling out Ukraine to the West 
and not preventing neo-Nazi forces trained by the U.S. from wreaking havoc on Russian-speaking Ukrainians. Now, this begs a little bit of comment, uh, I think, because the media in the West has made a hero of Zelensky. And I might add that many Jews I know love him simply because he's Jewish. Sorry, we don't do that. We're not, I'm not the identity politics crowd. There's a lot of Jews who aren't very Jewish at all, who are not doing right by humanity, whether it's Jewish or not. Uh, and that's people like George Soros, who, if you criticize him, that doesn't make you anti-Semitic, since he himself is anti-Semitic. So, I invite you to do your own research, think your own thoughts about President Zelensky. But you know what? People are rarely all black or all white. The left are the ones that taught us that many moons ago, that people are not just white hats or black hats, all good or all bad, which is a very borderline way to look at life. And they told us that criminals and bad guys had nuance to their personality, that criminals and bad guys weren't all bad and we should have compassion for murderers, rapists, robbers, and thieves. But when it comes to demonizing their political enemies, it's very black and white. You're a Hitler, you're, you're a, um, a dictator, they're comparing him to Stalin, who the left used to apologize for. We're living in really crazy times, ladies and gentlemen, we really are. Whew. Here's another one that Carl Maria Vigano had the guts to say. Joe Biden has been tied to Ukraine since his time as Barack Obama's vice president. His son, Hunter, is connected to the Ukrainian energy company Burisma. And all of a sudden, we're waging war against Russia with American know-how and material. Really? Wow. Another one, there was a color revolution in Ukraine backed by George Soros and other Western groups. This has caused great social unrest since taking place in 2013 and 14. Color revolution, call it communism, call it the Great Reset, whatever you like. Now we're doing business with Venezuela and Iran. And Venezuela fell to communism in about five minutes. Are you seeing a pattern here? Now, do I know or agree with everything I'm reading you? No. I'm using the airwaves in the way they were meant to be used, which is to put forth a different point of view. Um, and so I'm doing so. Here's the next one. Rhetoric has been ratcheted up in the last several months by Zelensky and the West about nuclear and atomic weapons, thereby heightening Putin's mistrust and prompting him to dissolve the Minsk agreement. You're going to have to do research on that one. The media cannot be relied on to report about what's going on in Ukraine. You think? I just got through saying this. 
Their COVID track record is proof they can't do anything but lie. They are purposefully trying to entice Westerners to support an escalation. And then they're going to make you feel guilty for complaining about insane gas prices and um, inflation through the roof because, you know, it's all Putin's fault. So if we go ever after Putin, we can justify uh, whatever action we take because we're pointing the finger at Putin. Call me skeptical about all of it, all of it. And here's the problem that I warned about weeks ago. When you know somebody has lied to you and lied to you and lied to you again, and those same people are telling you to now believe them, are you going to believe them? Are you going to question what they're telling you? I go back to the very first thing Carlo Maria Vigano said. This is the key to the whole enchilada right here. And I invite you to do your own research, question, but question everything. And don't believe that you're getting two sides of the story because you watch CNN and Fox News. No, no siree. There's a lot of stuff that simply is not being reported. Here's the question that begs all the rest. The entire conflict is a trap designed by the global deep state to purposefully provoke a war. Now, here's what they have on their side, these folks, these globalists that we've been talking about for years now. Here's what they have on their side, more powerful than almost anything else. And that is that good, decent people who strive to do the right thing and who strive to see the best in their fellow man, and they may fall short of those things they're striving for, but at least they strive to do good. Those people find it excruciatingly painful and in some cases impossible to think that anybody, namely people with whom they share a species, could be that evil. That is their best weapon. Now, the, and uh, secondarily is the weapon of saying that if you dare question it or think it, that there are people this evil who don't, who don't respect life, who don't mind if innocent people get killed, who don't mind starting and encouraging riots and then uh, paying money to bail them out while falsely accusing people who uh, did nothing but show up to a peaceful protest, and some of whom who are now in solitary confinement so they can be an example to the rest of us to shut up. If you say that this is what they wanted, it's deliberate, they're doing this on purpose, then you risk the, the, the um, you take the risk of someone calling you paranoid. You're crazy. We can't think that of our own government, that they have no respect for human life. Well, I don't know. Can you say uh, uh, support for decades for abortion and euthanasia and a whole host of things, perhaps 
respect and advocating for the open borders in this country that is wreaking havoc in our country, taking away jobs, uh, bringing disease, because after all, illegals are not held, held to the same standard that this government wants to hold law-abiding citizens. Um, at what point do you ask, are they doing this on purpose? That's the question it's hard to ask. Now, the truth is, even if you believe they are, there's only some stuff you can do about it. Uh, we continue to focus on the most positive things, the things that we hope will shed light in an increasingly dark world, and that includes dissent, debate. I just talked to somebody, an old friend, who said, well, why don't you have people who disagree with you on your show? I said, because they won't come on. They won't. There isn't anybody I would refuse to have on that I can think of. I wouldn't promote evil. I would challenge it. Uh, it's not like I have uh, <laughs> the, the mouthpiece of a Rush Limbaugh. God rest his soul. But it's time to start speaking up, speaking up. Now, we do, Mr. Producer, have to go in about less than 45 seconds to take a break. And we are going to bring on at 22 after the hour, our, uh, our guest. And we're going to slightly switch gears. But uh, I have a wonderful guest and I want to give her plenty of time. So we are going to take a break right now. Uh, this is Karen Cataline. You're listening to Spouting Off here, the Friday edition on Cash Friday. And we'll be back right after this. You're listening to Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Looking for even more great conservative talk radio? The K-Star Talk Radio Network is a Christian-owned, alternative conservative news and talk radio internet broadcasting network. They have a full line of programming about spiritual, political, social, economic, financial, and health-related topics. And their goal is to encourage critical thinking about the issues of the day. The K-Star Talk Radio Network features great shows like America's First News, The Keith Hansen Show, Erskine, and Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Check out the whole schedule at their website at kstarradionetwork.com. Time could be short for a free people to share ideas in a free society. K-Star Radio Network is fighting a spiritual war on an earthly plane. Visit them today at kstarradionetwork.com This is Karen Cataline, host and producer of Spouting Off. Got an opinion, a guest suggestion, or a show tip? Follow me on Facebook or Twitter and let me know your thoughts. All you need is to know how to spell my name. It's the same on Twitter, Facebook, and www.karencataline.com. 
Karen is spelled the normal way, no goofy Y's or Q's, K-A-R-E-N, and Kataline is spelled K-A-T-A-L-I-N-E. Want more Spouting Off? You can find the complete archive of Spouting Off shows at www.karencataline.com. All my op-eds and blog posts are there, too. That's www.karencataline.com. Thanks for listening, and if you have a moment, please spread the word about spouting off. And now, more Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Welcome back to Spouting Off on this Friday, the day after St. Patrick's Day, the day after Purim. I didn't give you my Purim speech, but uh, it is so apropos. The story of Esther. Read, that's what we do on Purim. We read the story of Esther. Such an important story now about uh, things being upside down and things are not what they appear to be. Uh, I am delighted to welcome our guest who uh, understands that in the educational realm and in what is happening to boys. So much is going on, including what the heck happened with Disney and uh, the, uh, I don't know, the, the normalization of sexual abuse in children. I don't know. But what we've, who we've got here to talk about it is Dr. Vermel Green. She's been a school teacher and administrator for more than 45 years. She's author of Please Teach Me Like I'm a Boy, 10 Steps to His Success in School and in Life. And Dr. Green is also the executive of the Boys Initiative. Welcome, Dr. Vermel Green, to Spouting Off. Karen, it is a joy and a pleasure and an honor to be back with you. Thank you. Uh, My pleasure. So much is going on right now because somehow we're getting fed a load of lies about their 57 genders. And um, I I saw one just recently that we'll talk about. uh, uh, You can't be a rapist if you're not a man. And so some transgender in a hospital raped somebody. And in Britain, uh, I've got a whole article about that. I'd like you to just comment. (laughs) Amazing. 67% of Americans say Disney is wrong to oppose Florida bill banning the K through three instruction on sexual orientation and gender identity. I'm going to let you just fly with that because I know you can. Oh, my goodness. Where do I start? First of all, poor Walt Disney. He is turning over in his grave doing somersaults to see Mm. what these folks have done to his corporation. Disney, you know, who used to bring us Jiminy Cricket. That's how I learned how to spell encyclopedia, from Jiminy Cricket. But Mm. I tell you, these folks who claim to be family-oriented, all about the children, all about parents, parents who fork out oh, my goodness, hundreds of dollars just to take their family on a one-day outing to Disney World. Oh, my goodness. Now they are positioning themselves to oppose parents, oppose what's best for children. I hope that parents will start looking at Disney and voting with their purses and wallets. 
that this is not the kind of corporation that we want to support. Disney, shame on you. Yeah, and did you hear that right after that happened, uh, Disney's supporting teaching sex and gender identity, and even Bill Maher said, huh? Um, We heard that a whole bunch of Disney employees got arrested for child sex trafficking. You cannot make this stuff up, can you? Wow. I hadn't heard that, Karen. My goodness. And, you know, having been a a former biology teacher, when they start talking about, as you mentioned, 57 genders or 67 genders, hey, I know that at the cellular level, you're either male or female. I don't care what kind of hormones you pump into that body, what kinds of pieces you add or pieces you cut off, you're still going to have boys and girls men Mm. and women. And hopefully parents are waking up to see just what is being taught in their schools, that what Disney is purporting to to say is true. Unfortunately, many schools are saying the same thing. And And it's sad because many parents still are kept in the dark, but it's changing. And I'm thinking, hallelujah, parents are waking up. covid yeah, really made a difference when parents started seeing and looking over their sons and daughters' shoulders and saying, they're teaching you what? And how are mm-hmm. they teaching you? Oh, no. In fact, Karen, I'm now at a homeschool conference. Oh, my goodness, the place is packed out. And parents are saying, <laughs> no, no, no more. No more. Especially, yeah. especially parents of boys. They're saying those schools wanted to label my son medicate my son into submission they wanted to put him in special ed telling me he's add adhd so i decided to teach him myself because COVID showed me showed me i could and i applauded them you know what doctor we're talking to dr vermel green um this is the perfect example and i know you i think you're a person of faith right i know you are even though we have different oh, ones. Oh, blood yeah. filled child of the most high God, yeah. <laughs> well, this is, I've been talking about Purim all week. I mean, I'm going to just celebrate Purim all week long. I went to a, a great uh, event yesterday um, in which the, the Bible tells us, I never thought I'd be talking all about this, but it's so relevant. Haman, you know, creates a gallows, meant for Mordechai, and he gets hung on the gallows that he made, otherwise known mm-hmm. as being hoisted by your own petard. And never has mm-hmm. his story been so relevant and a perfect example that the same people, teachers, unions, and others, who wanted to mask kids, keep them home from school, well, the unintended, in their case, consequence was parents got to see what they were indoctrinating <laughs> those kids with, and they weren't happy. Mm-hmm. They became mama bears. So, yeah. <laughs> yes, me, yes. With the devil meant for yeah. evil, God is turning to the good. God, I hope so. From your mouth, I got to yours. <laughs> yes, well, and we yes, hope there yes, will be yes. a Purim, you know, in our day where things get turned right side up again. Here's an example. I mentioned Bill Maher. Here's what Bill Maher said. Mr. Leftist, Mr. Atheist said this. He sure is. About the Florida bill. 
you know, that doesn't want to allow that, that is going to ban teaching, indoctrinating, abusing children. He said, quote, maybe kids that young shouldn't be thinking about sex at all. What a radical idea. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How about that? And it's so refreshing when you hear it from their side. That the, mm. When you hear people like Bill Maher, and there are others who are saying, you know what, I think we've gone too far. We've taken mm. this too far. And like you said, this is all turning back on them. And I believe as revival continues across this country, reformation continues across this country, and people are enlightened, and they are getting their sources of information, not just from the mainstream media, but some of the alternatives that are teaching them truth and telling them truth, that more and more will wake up to find out that this country is going in the wrong direction and has been for a long time. Uh, Dr. Green, I have a couple of examples that would basically curl our hair on a Friday, but I want to give you time. Well, one of them is this horrific thing, which is an example of exactly what you wrote about in your book. Uh, There has been for a long time a war on masculinity. And without Mm -hmm. going into too much detail, I'm going to read you this headline, and I wouldn't expect you to know it. Someone sent it to me, and I went, oh, my God. And they sent it saying, this is evil. There's no coexisting with evil like this. That's the headline in the Daily Wire. Leading Children's Hospital offers advice for boys to, quote, tuck their genitals out of sight. Safe tucking. (laughs) Safe tucking from a gender (laughs) clinic to teach boys how to hide their genitals so that their pants will look smoother and flatter. Is there a war on boys, Dr. Green? There is a war on boys. You know, you remember back in, uh, in Sunday school and they taught you about Moses and how Pharaoh said there's too many Hebrews. Kill the boy babies. And I used to think, yeah. you know, when I was in Sunday oh, school, oh, oh. where if there's too many, why are you just killing the boy babies? Why not both? Because the devil knew and Pharaoh knew you destroy the men, the boys of a culture, and you can control that whole culture because our men are the strength of our culture. That culture once gets, gets rid of its men, its boys, it's more easily controlled, mm-hmm. it's more docile. So that's what's happening now. The same devil that was 5,000 years ago during Moses' time is here now. Destroying ding, 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 our ding, ding, little ding, ding, boys. Um, yes, you got yes, it exactly. Yes, yes, yes. And women, we've talked about this, and you're one of the few people that get it, like, I mean, who am I, on the, on the uh, bullseye that women in the 70s, when I was somewhat, you know, I don't know where, what age I was, but in women in the 70s were taught things like, a woman needs a man like a fish needs a bicycle. Women right. were taught that they wanted right. weak, passive, emotional men instead of men like, mm-hmm. you know, Clark Gable or Tom Selleck, who could actually, who were strong and overtly so. Mm-hmm. That strong men were mm-hmm. abusers. That's what our women were taught. And then they went and they had boys, they had children and had boys, and they saw the way boys continually have become abused. Your thoughts? Mm-hmm. Oh, right. In fact, I had to repent before God 
because I used to have that little saying about uh, women need a man like a fish needs a bicycle. I used to put it on little decorative magnets that I made and pass them out. And I'm thinking, oh, my word, what didn't I know? But now, like you said, when we have our own sons and we realize that, oh, no, we have swallowed the lies that were just doled out on us because our boys now are being assaulted at all fronts. In school, they're told that they are stupid, that they are, are hyperactive, that, they are, that their masculinity is toxic that they are bullies, that they need to just sit back and let the girls be in charge. You know, mm-hmm. they're told that, you know, you need to change your gender, you know. Mm. Why don't you just change and become a girl? So uh, my, our poor boys, Satan is out destroying our little boys because he's out to destroy the potential that they have to become strong men of God mm who can raise families, be the strong leaders of their house, because society rests upon the strength of a family. And I don't care, my single parents, I know my single moms especially, I love you, I used to be a single mom, but really moms, the strength of our society rests upon families with a strong father figure and mom too, raising children together in a united front because our children are being assaulted as especially, especially our sons. Dr. Green, you mentioned two things that are great enemies of the left, and there are many. Uh, one is um, people of God, because faith, and you could, you could make a secular as well as a religious argument about strengthening the family, because kids don't go into gangs when they have a family they belong to. Uh, and also... Um, um, I forgot the other one, actually. Uh, um, but, it, oh, the the family. I, I wanted to mention Black Lives Matter uh, because they overtly, overtly have set in their sights to destroy the nuclear family. And they are sure admitted have. Marxists. So that's the point, is Marxism hates families, and Marxism hates Mm -hmm. men who can fight wars. Marxism hates Mm -hmm. faith, people who answer to a higher Mm -hmm. authority, you know, like Hebrew National. So um, talk about that, if you would, about (laughs) about the overt Marxism and about the attack on the nuclear family. Absolutely, absolutely. As a black woman, I am so angry that this organization has co-opted the civil rights movement that we fought so hard and long, the things that we achieved, you know, to help the black families, to help my fellow black Americans. And Black Lives Matter, of course, you know, I have no problem with the saying, but the organization is thoroughly Marxist, is thoroughly antithetical to everything that will help black people. It, and when those nuclear families, many of them are black families. So when you come against black families, oh, my goodness, that's the one thing that has ha- helped our race make it through slavery, through Jim Crow, through segregation, through the whole civil rights movement. Our families were strong. But then mm-hmm. when these different welfare and 
other social programs of the late 1960s and the Great Society that came in with welfare, wanting to help the poor black people. No, they ruined our families. And finally, when we were rid of that and turning things around, up comes Black Lives Matter. And (laughs) the real insult is that it's led by two black women. I'm like, oh, "Oh my word, look how they, some some being somewhere is using black faces to come against uh, black families. So Black Lives Matter, yes, we do matter, but that organization is destroying our country. Our country, which is a wonderful country. I was talking with one of my colleagues, also black, about our country. Our country has nothing to be ashamed of, not that we're perfect, we're not perfect, and yes, we had certain mistakes, but right now we are the superpower of the world. Where else can black people live in five hundred five hundred thousand or multi million dollar homes and, and be the heads of corporations? You know, we have thrived in this country and I take real I, I have real issues with any organizations that tries to make the United States of America out to be some kind of bastion of racism, some kind of evil country. We are not. We are not an evil country. We are a wonderful country where families can thrive and black people can prosper. Uh, so well said. I think we're going to take a real quick break, and I'm a little late because I just didn't want to interrupt you. So, uh, Don, Mr. Producer, we're going to take a quick break now, but you can stay with us, can't you? Because there's so much more to talk about. You're listening to Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Are you among the millions of Americans who feel uncertain when it comes to their health care? We are happy to inform you that there is a solution, and that solution is Liberty HealthShare. It's a community of like-minded people who work together to pay for their medical costs. You choose your doctor and hospital. Starting at $107 a month for a single, up to $449 a month for a family. That's mom, dad, and all kids. For more info, visit libertyhealthshare.org. That's libertyhealthshare.org. Do you have a secret that's been bothering you? Have you been wondering if what you're thinking or feeling is normal? Is there someone with whom you've needed to clear the air, but you haven't been able to find the right words? Sometimes you need an objective, second opinion to help you see your problem more clearly. Ask Aunt Emma, and she'll help you move past what's getting in your way. She's a former therapist who is wise and caring, but instead of therapy, she'll give you terrific advice. It's free to ask Aunt Emma and explain your need, problem, or question. If you both agree, you pay only $1.39 a minute. It's anonymous, it's confidential, and you'll be surprised at how effective it is. You can ask Aunt Emma by going to facebook.com forward slash askauntemma. There, you'll find her phone number and extension number. That's facebook.com forward slash askauntemma. Ask Aunt Emma today. And now, more Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Oh, it's such a pleasure to have this guest. I've had her before, and she's so much fun. I just got to shut up and let her talk because she's just great. Dr. Vermel Green, she's been a school teacher and administrator for more than 45 years and author of a great book 
called Please Teach Me Like I'm a Boy, 10 Steps to His Success in School and in Life. Um, Oops. (laughs) She's out and about. I love it. Dr. Green, tell everybody how they can get your book so we won't be rushed about that. All right. My book is available on Amazon. It's also Barnes & Noble, Apple iBooks. It is out there. Please teach me like I'm a boy. And in fact, one of the things that we're going to be doing at the Boys Initiative, we have a summit coming up next month where we're going to be telling parents and teachers and anyone else who is interested, a virtual summit on our boys and how they can help our boys. They can go into our Boys Initiative website, theboysinitiative.org, and get more details and register. You must be such a threat to the Marxists we've been talking about. You have the guts. Hallelujah. To, <laughs> you have the guts to tell people that boys are really the ones under attack today, which they are. You mm-hmm. happen to be black. You're a doctor and an educator, and you don't back down. And you're a person of faith. You fit all kinds of boxes that they just hate especially black conservatives. Black conservatives, for me, have always been, I've had the softest spot in my heart for them. Larry Elder, Walter Williams, um, on and on. People um, who have had just so much courage in a time when you would be elevated for your intelligence and brilliance, but they think you're invisible. Has that happened to you? Yes, they think there's something wrong with me, even in my own family. You know, when I start telling them about uh, what's going on in the government and what they are uh, uh, trying to push on us, uh, even people in my own family. So I can almost understand. I used to say, how in the world, when the Civil War happened, how did, you know, sons fight against their fathers and brothers against brothers? I can see it. I can understand Mm -hmm. it now. But you know what? I tell them at the same time, you know, I still love them. And I told them when we get to heaven, you're going to find out that I was right. So that's (laughs) (laughs) it. What have you as an educator? Let's let's get into this a little bit. As an educator, what have you said or questions have you asked that have wised people up? Now, I mean, it's it's uh, we're being helped by our opponents because. They're pushing such ridiculous ideas. It's hard to support them. But I'm curious what has worked to have people kind of open their eyes about who are really the racists and keeping people down, if at all. Yeah, they are. It's the left treating people, um, people of color and others as some kind of mascot while they destroy families. What have you said that that seems to open people's eyes? Well, right now, my passion is to help our boys, especially our black boys, that uh, when schools and school districts and school boards are looking at data and they say, oh, our kids just aren't doing well, or they're looking at test scores, and I say, wait a minute, do you disaggregate the data? Do you break it down? And see it, not just scores like a number, but break it down. Who's getting those? Break it down by gender. Break it down by race. And who is at the very bottom? First of all, the boys are below the girls. 
across the board, even in yep. math, where boys used to dominate, especially in reading. And then, you, so you have the boys at the bottom, and at the bottom of the boys are our black boys. And if our black boys are in trouble, so are we all. Because they must survive. They're going to survive. So if they're not educated, uh, Mr. Corporate President, that I, when I teach, when I talk to them, I said, if you don't help these black boys be able to make it in education, you're going to come out of one of your board meetings late at night to get into your shiny new Lexus, and it's going to be gone. Why? Because one of these boys decided that he needed your car more than you did. So we need to get behind these boys. We need to help them. They're not stupid. They're not stupid by any stretch of the imagination, but they need to be educated in the way that they learn. We need to change our schools. We need to train our teachers. And I, I would love to believe, to believe and, I, and I do believe, our teachers aren't doing it on purpose, but they haven't been taught themselves that boys learn differently than girls. They uh-huh. go through colleges. And universities talking about multiple intelligences and auditory learners and visual learners, but they're uh-huh. never told that the way that you learn is affected by your gender. And I can say that because I know when I went through college and in all the uh-huh. seminars and workshops that they sent me through, they never told me. I found out on my own. And when I do workshops now for hundreds of teachers and I ask them, well, maybe things have changed. Are they teaching you that now? And they go, no. And so they get in front of these classrooms with boys and girls, and the boys are just acting up because they're not teaching them the way they learn. So what do they do? They send him to the principal. The principal suspends him or expels him. And so we're putting these little boys out on the street because we have teachers and educators who don't know what to do when it comes to instruction for our boys, especially mm-hmm. for our black boys. And because not only are you looking at a workforce that's predominantly female, but it's predominantly white female trying to teach these black boys. And so there's like a diagonal difference. But it doesn't um, mean that every teacher has to be black. It doesn't mean that every teacher has to be male. It's just that teachers need to be trained and taught that if you want to be made to any boy, you've got to respect him. You've got to care about them. Don't feel sorry for them. You have to give them what they need. And when you respect them, they will work for you just like those coaches that have those boys running laps Mm. and everything because they respect those coaches. Teachers have to become coaches and stop being just a sage on the stage trying to lecture (laughs) these boys and a sage on the stage. Boys. I love it. Dr. Green, you mentioned something. You know, you, you had me. Well, you had me a long time ago, and I love hearing you speak. Um, <laughs> you, you talked about corporations and, and we need to help these black boys, quote unquote. And as a former social worker, it's sort of like being a Marine, once a social worker, always a social worker. Um, I, I think we should parse the word help. You know, because when the left says we have to help, we have to help. They help them right into dependency. They help them right mm-hmm. into criminality. They help them right into no accountability, blaming other people. And I don't just mean blacks. I mean, everybody. They seem to be into mm-hmm. permissiveness and promiscuity. I got to mm-hmm. write an article about that. Help 
what does help mean in your way? Because when people hear help, a lot of, you know, I hear codependency. I hear enabling bad behavior. That's not help. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Karen, for making that distinction because you're right. That's what LBJ tried to do with his great society, his Warren Harvey. He tried to help people. And he helped them right off of a cliff of dependency. So, no, when I say help, I mean support. You keep your standards high, but you support them and push them and encourage them and make sure that you are changing yourself to be the kind of teacher that they need. No, these children do not need anyone to feel sorry for them. In fact, by feeling sorry for them, like you said, you're turning them into victims. I don't want our boys to be victims. That's what the whole critical race theory is talking about, victims and oppressors. And it's telling our black children, you are a victim. You will always be a victim. The white man is going to keep you under his foot. You have to revolt. No, you are not a victim. You can survive and you can thrive. All you have to do is work hard, make sure that you keep your strong faith. And that's something else that has really hurt our black children, our black families, is that they have drifted away from the God who allowed them to survive what I talked about earlier, slavery and Jim Crow and segregation. The black church was strong. It was mm-hmm. strong and it had a strong influence into the lives of the children, their parents, and families. But as families, black families drifted away from that, Satan, I tell you, Satan is an enemy of families, and he got his inroads by saying, no, 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 that's old-fashioned. You need to become enlightened. And enlightenment Mm. has destroyed our black families. Bravo. Amen. I would also say (laughs) that, you know, the way that the left experiments on people, it feels like that with the shots that don't work but do damage It says, if the left had been experimenting on the black community for decades, and now they want to do this victim-perpetrator thing to everyone. Notice they graduated from black people to, quote, people of color, so they could include Hispanics, black and brown people. In their minds, people are either victims or persecutors. And, of course, the persecutors are always their political enemies, right? It's totally a coincidence, Pernell, uh, Dr. Green, that, that um, the persecutors are the ones who oppose their totalitarian ideas. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to point mm-hmm. that out, and that it- what we've seen them do in the black community and destroy Cities. I mean, every city in this country is beginning to look alike. They're trying to turn Mm -hmm. the ills of the inner city into the ills of America. Your thoughts? I totally agree. In fact, this whole thinking, whole way of thinking and philosophy, it's nothing new. I mean, this is the same thing that happened, you know, over 100 years ago with the Bolshevik Revolution. You know, the, that Marxist ideology that separated the, uh, uh, the haves from the have-nots, and they did it on an economic basis then. Mm-hmm. But in America, with our capitalistic society and everyone doing relatively well 
um, economically mm. speaking, they had to look for another way to divide it, divide us. And that way was by race. And that's what yeah. is being used. The United States is being attacked by a divisive ideology yes. that depends upon race to thrive. And unfortunately, we're swallowing it. Book, mm. line, and sinker. But hopefully yes. people are starting to wake up. And yeah. people like you, Karen, and others who are spreading the word, you're hopefully your listeners are waking up to it and yeah. saying, no, not our country, not America. Thank God. From your mouth to God's ears again. It, you know, it's a seductive thing to tell people that they're victims, that somebody needs to take care of them. It's a seductive thing to say you can do anything you want. You can steal up to $950 as long as you don't steal $951. Uh, we've been watching the corruption of the best of American values for the purpose of, of, of turning this country to communism and totalitarianism. I mean, if, if, if they know it doesn't work, if they know all the stuff they're doing doesn't work, why do they keep doing it? Because it's a lie to say that they care. I don't think these people care. Mm -hmm. They're just, uh, uh, people are just cannon fodder for the agenda, whatever it is, the revolution, the Marxism, the, the, the Green New Deal, and the Great Reset, all of it is, uses people as cannon fodder. And I applaud you for your courage and your ability to write so well and to uh, speak out about this sort of thing. I mean, as I said, black conservatives who speak out are among the most courageous, but you know what? I think black, black conservatives are on the, uh, are growing. And that's one of the reasons they keep importing new, new underclass groups so they can replace the, um, people who are getting wise and saying, wait a minute, I'm not going to teach my kids that they're victims. We have to wrap it up. And I got carried away there. Dr. Vermel Green, <laughs> tell us one more time how they can find your book, and uh, what do you got going uh, that people can attend and participate in? Well, again, Karen, thank you for having me and giving me this opportunity. But my book, my again, is found on Amazon.com, uh, Barnes & Noble's Apple iBook, Please Teach Me Like I'm a Boy, 10 mm. Steps to His Success in School and in Life, and theboysinitiative.org. We're having an online summit uh, featuring Michael Gurian, who talks about the minds of boys and how boys learn differently than girls. We have a number of workshops from leaders and experts in the whole space about boys and helping boys and advocating for boys. So mm. every parent of a son should turn in, register. We kept the fee low because we wanted the word to get out, especially Wonderful. to some of our homeschool parents who are out there trying to teach their sons. Go to theboysinitiative.org, and you'll see information about that. Dr. Vermel Green, thank you so much for joining us. We have to wrap up the show, so thank you to Don, my producer, to BBS Radio. Tune in next week, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern, when there will be, oh yeah, a lot to spout off about here on Spouting Off. <laughs>